it's a true neutral. True neutral. I'm Keenan. And I'm Derek. And it's been another week. It has been. Indeed. Indeed. A whole so. week. This Most one actually has been a warm one. Yes. Yes. We're we're full on the middle of summer over here in the Pacific Northwest and it's getting warm out. Yes indeed. It's uh hot. <laughs> Hot outside, so for me it is a brand new day that I shall kiss. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, How's your week been? <laughs> My fucking dog got hit by a car. I, I, I like I, I. I'm saddened that he got hit by a car. He is okay. Yes, yeah. He's limpy and uh, a little scraped up, but he's okay. Um, We've got an appointment to get him x-rayed and stuff tomorrow. So we'll see if there's any real damage. But he's he's moving around on his own, and he's a lot less limpy even than he already was. So Mm -hmm. that's... I mean, and we also left him in this room because it was like the last room in the house that we hadn't tried to leave him in. And uh, he chewed, he chewed a hole in in the wall, in the drywall. Yeah, yeah, just chewed right through it. So, luckily, there's, there's no insulation on the other side of that particular wall. Yeah, so it's gonna be. I mean, it's not gonna be difficult to get through. And he didn't chew any asbestos, but like, it's a. Uh, <laughs> Still a little frustrating. The struggle of just keeping this dog in the house. Yeah, is... it's so hard. And it's not like we're gone for eight hours at a time. Like, one of us will be. But, like, if we're both gone at any point in time, it's usually for, like, you know, two, three hours at the most if we have, like, big shopping trip to do. Mm-hmm. But it's not like we're gone for a long time. Yeah, yeah. It's just crazy. Yeah. It's an epic saga. Week to week, I'm sure everyone's just like, did the dog get out again? Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, we he got out, and um, my partner was home alone with our two kids. Mm-hmm. So she couldn't really, you know, get out to do very much. It was still pretty early in the morning, and then um, she heard some breaks and some screaming and... Looked outside, and there was a dog laying in the road, and it wasn't our dog, but um, the driver was like, I hit another dog, a black dog. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and I'm at work this whole time, and apparently our neighbor had uh, gotten salmon into her yard, and uh, Kirsten got him back to our house, and, like, yeah, the the dog he was playing with did did not make it. It was super sad when I, because she called me like as soon as she got back with Zamet and uh, the dog, our dog, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, she called me at work. She called the work phone, so she knew she'd get through to me, and uh, yeah, told me what happened, and I just fucking ran out. Yeah, as you do. Yeah, I came home and. Made sure everything was okay. Zemmett was super shaken up. Oh, I bet. But, uh... It might make him, like, think twice about trying that shit again, though. Oh, honestly. You, you would think so, except for he was out two days later. <laughs> Literally, like... I was gonna we, say, when he chewed through this wall here, did he get outside afterwards? Yes, yes that was today. Yeah. Crazy fucking dog. Yeah, he's a fucking idiot. I am so, I uh, like, I'm almost scared to put a new window in at this point. Like, I can't afford to right this second, but mm-hmm. I'm almost scared to put, like, a nice window in there, because what if he just goes through it? You know, I have been considering this for a minute now, and you have that spot out back that's, that's already got, like, partial fenced in on yeah. it. Yeah, We could cover half of it and turn it into, like, a dog run. That's what it was. That's what the previous owners told me it was. And, uh, it's just, I can't, uh, it's all sand. So he can dig it. Ah, I see. 
and uh, like I, I found a way to block off like the door and like most of the main way. So I don't think he can dig like into the yard, but I'm scared of him digging out of there. Mm-hmm. And also, um, he can just get through the little, the little fence gate thing because it's a very rickety homemade. Yeah, well, I I was going to suggest that that we fix it up a bit and make Uh, it a little better. Make it a little sturdier all the way around, you know? (laughs) That would be good. That would be very good. I know how to do all of those things, so. I know how to physically do those things. Getting the parts and, like, putting all that stuff together is very difficult for me. (laughs) <laughs> Once everything's there, I can I can do the the work itself. You know, we're making a trip to Home Depot. All right, that's what's gonna happen. All right, I'll be the motivator here. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I really need. That's all I've ever needed. I know how to do stuff. I'm good at doing stuff. I just need somebody to be like, "Hey, you should do that." Okay. So, so he that was on the fourth, right? Yeah, that yeah, that was because on the 4th of I July, mean cause... our the, our American Independence Day also happened over the course of this week, and right, it was literally except for the the dog stuff. I like I came home early from work and just stayed home from work with the dog because mm-hmm. my partner had to go do other stuff. She had work and stuff that day. Yeah, and she was super shaken up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also had work that day. Yeah, and so I. Uh, I just hung out with the dog. Everybody went to sleep at a normal time, and uh, nothing happened except for there were loud sounds all around for, you know, a mm-hmm. few hours. Oh, yeah. I actually got off work a little bit early that day, and uh, I ended up going up to my house, and I just bought myself uh, another five-pack of s- scary horror movies. Oh, yeah? You were telling me about that. The what the, the a, a what? A24. A24. Yeah, they're all A24 productions, um, which is a very, very good horror production, movie production place. Like, I, I love their movies. They're great. I like a lot of different horror movies. Like, I don't know. People get snobbish about it. Some people are like Blumhouse, and some people are like A24, and some people are like just indie people, indie developers yeah. and shit. And I'm like, scary movies are good. Give them, give them all to me. I'll take all of them. If it's a good story, give it to me. If it doesn't have that great of a story, but makes up for it with great practical effects, give that shit to me. A lot of them, a lot of scary movies, just in general, just do not hit the bar. They, they, they just most scary movies are not good. No, it's a genre with very few good movies and a shitload of bad movies. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, we turned off all the lights in the trailer and made it all dark and whatnot, and the dog and I sat down and watched Hereditary, (laughs) and it was great. That's fantastic. I love the way you set that up, like you were watching it with somebody else, like you both together shut off all the lights, made a decision to do that, and then you revealed Well, I asked her first. Well, it was you and Athena, and I looked down at Athena, and I said, should we shut off the lights and watch a scary movie? And she wagged her tail and smiled at me, and so I shut off all the lights, and we put on Hereditary. (laughs) And we turned the TV way up so we couldn't hear the fireworks so well. Ah. And, yeah, watched a scary movie. And it was very good. I really, really liked it. Very good. Love that. It was a, honestly a really good movie, and I don't want to spoil too much because I'd like for you to watch it at some point. But it was very good, and Tony Collette absolutely fucking killed it. She was amazing. Oscar worthy performance. It was fucking great. Sweet. So good. That's fantastic. Did we have anything else in our weeks? Um, Dude, I, I always blank when it comes to this, and then there's like, oh man, that was actually kind of important in my life, and I just didn't think about it. I haven't had anything else. I've pretty much just been working. Hmm. I got my prescription sunglasses today, oh, sweet. which is super cool. I can go outside and see when I put my sunglasses on now, and that's great. Yeah, that's, that's nice. rad. Um, that's about the the most exciting thing that's happened this week, though. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, there's probably something else that I'm forgetting, but... I do that every week. Um, <laughs> you 
you said A24, and that reminded me that Daniel Kaluuya is making a Barney film that is an A24-style angsty Barney film. It's like a, a Barney horror movie? Uh, that, that was the description he gave. It was It's not rated R, but it is set to um, feed off that millennial angst that um, average Barney viewers would have now. Yeah. Yeah, I understand that very that's, much. That's um, um, that's 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 the tone that they're I'm, setting I'm, with that. I'm worried about that. Yeah, that, well, I mean, that worries me. Daniel Kaluuya is a very talented actor. I don't know about his screenwriting or directing. I just don't know. Mm-hmm. No, no comment on that. So we'll we'll see what this ends up being. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I just. Uh, I've seen that come across my feed a couple of times, and I'm just like, huh, that's weird. Yeah. That's a weird thing to do. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see, I guess. Huh. I don't know how to feel about that. Yeah. Uh, well, apparently a bunch of movies have been greenlit following the successful early screening of Barbie. Oh. Uh, like... Spin-off movies, I assume? No, just toy movies. Oh, good. Movies based on toys. That's going to be the new thing. Good. Love that. Yeah. Actually, I don't. I don't love that at all. I, I'll i be excited to see some of those. Yeah. I but don't know. What toy is there that would make a, for a good movie? Barrel of Monkeys. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. They have to find one monkey that's lost. Come on. It's super easy. <laughs> but there's so many monkeys in this barrel. Why'd you come back for me? We're all monkeys. This is our barrel. Yeah, I don't know. It's that's basically just 101 Dalmatians in reverse. It's <laughs> Yeah, but with the barrel of monkeys and it's all toy-based. Like I, I don't know how that, that's... <laughs> Emmy-winning animation right there. Yeah, I don't know about all that. I don't know. I can't think of any, like, toys that I would want as a movie franchise. Uh, I I can't think of any toys that are not, like, original properties that, you know, aren't already a, a franchise of some kind. That's fair. Like, I was like, well, I mean, uh, well, yeah. There's a baby in here. Yeah. Can't tell. I'm trying to move my mic away so he doesn't have such volume, but um, we'll see how that goes. He's there. <laughs> um, no, yeah, all the toys I can think of are all toys of properties because that's what I tend to go for is action figures of my favorite peoples. Well, I mean, that's basically the thing, though, isn't it? Like, unless all the movies are going to be like, the Barbie movie gets followed by the Polly Pocket movie, gets followed by the Bratz <laughs> Micro movie. Micro Machines. Yeah, like, I, a Hot Wheels movie, but that's just Fast and the Furious with toys. For kids. Or it's Cars. La like, Familia for kids. Yeah, with Cars. We've already done that. Like, uh, But that's my point. It's like, there's not a toy that works for that that either isn't already a franchise or hasn't already been done in some way. Yeah. So it's weird. I was going to say G.I. Joe, but like that's, that's very much done. Yeah, it, it, a lot. Not only was it a TV show, but it was redone into a movie. Mm-hmm. The, my brain, the first thing my brain thought of was Transformers, and I'm like, uh, no, done. obviously been done. Like, yeah. like Some might say too much. There's even just movies about generalized toys, like Toy Story or Toy Soldiers. Yeah. Like... Small soldiers? Small soldiers, yeah. I think that's what I meant. I, I just don't know Toy Soldiers if it's a movie. It might be. Even The Indian in the Cupboard yeah. is a movie about toys. I love that one. I, I should go see that one again. It's a go good movie. Go see it like it's in theaters. It's a good movie with a nowadays problematic title. Yeah, <laughs> but The Native American in the Cupboard doesn't roll off the tongue. No, it well. really it doesn't have the same flow to it. I think my baby's pooping in my lap. <laughs> you could just say native. It doesn't, maybe it could just be the native in the cupboard. Mm, mm, still not nah, quite as good. It doesn't sound... Mm, I don't know. Somehow sounds more racist. Yeah. 
sure about that. I don't, I don't know why, but <laughs> objectively it isn't. But it sounds like it. Yeah, I, I don't sounds know. like we Harry Pottered some poor native guy. <laughs> hey, why is your cupboard rattling? <laughs> Nothing. um do we have any other news do you have news for us this week um that was just the news i thought of news many times you gonna say news news um so i did i have here some confirmation of some people that are going to be in the deadpool 3 movie um which is a lot of the cast is returning which is great. Obviously, Hugh Jackman's going to be there and whatnot. But like, Hugh Jackman. <laughs> yes. Um. But we get like um, but uh, Colossus is going to be back. We get Negasonic Teenage Warhead back. Uh, Vanessa's going to be back. Uh, even Peter, the normal guy. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, he just signed up because he thought it would be fun. He's coming back. Cool. Yeah, he's probably one of my favorite people he's out of funny. the second movie. Like, yeah. yeah, that was such a funny bit. Yeah. He's, like, putting together a superhero team and just a regular-ass dude shows up. Is Cable coming back at all? Um, Cause It'd be nice even if he showed up but just for a second. It doesn't say that Cable's coming back. No. <laughs> it looks like here's... We got, um, Car- Karen Sony as Dopender, 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 I don't remember, um, but apparently that's a fan favorite character, so, you know. <laughs> Alright. Uh, yeah, uh, Leslie Uggins as Deadpool's long longtime friend, Blind Owl. Yeah, Blind Owl. Um, and then, yeah, Colossus, Rob Delaney as Peter, Brianna Hildebrand as Negasonic Teenage Warhead, and Shioli Katsuna as Yukio. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yukio's coming back. Yep. And then... Hi, Yukio. Vanessa is coming back. Morena Baccarin as Good. Vanessa. Good. It'd be weird if they switch Vanessa's now. Um, or just no word happen. on cable, and we are not getting Domino coming back. I, I've heard that. Why is that? Does she just not want it? Um, It seems like she's a fun character that fits very well with Deadpool. Yeah, um, this article here says, uh, regarding her absence, she explained that she was still, quote, excited to watch this film despite not being part of it. So... <clears throat> I don't know if it was scheduling conflict or what. She doesn't appear to be talking a whole lot about it. Maybe they just didn't ask her, but, yeah. like, left on good terms, I guess? I don't know. Uh, weird. Um, there's also the fun little bit where no improv can be done on set Oh yeah. for this whole movie because of the strike, yeah. the Writers Guild Association strike. So Ryan Reynolds is not allowed to improv any lines on set yeah. at all. Because he's a registered writer. Mm-hmm. But they can get around this, and it'll be kind of shitty if they do this, and people are going to call Ryan Reynolds kind of like a, what, scab. a scab if he does this. They can get around it later on if they ad-lib lines in uh, post-production. You're going to ADR because, that shit. Yeah. Because he's wearing a mask, they can ADR the whole thing, and he can ad-lib lines in post-production. <laughs> And obviously, if that happens, people are going to be very unhappy with him. Are people going to be able to tell, though? Yeah, that's the thing. Because he's wearing a mask, so you're never really going to be able to tell. Yeah. No, the script was just that good the first time, I promise. (laughs) (laughs) Which, and I mean, I understand the want for him to do that, and because he's one of those actors that I feel just works off of the energy that he's given... I feel like he is one of those people that would just easily be able to improv off of people and, you know, adapt funnier things than what might have been written in the script. That's, And so I can see why you would have the urge to go back and ad-lib lines later on if that's all you can do to get that kind of level of humor that you want out of it. Yeah. But I can also see why that's going to piss a lot of people off. Yeah, that's crossing the line without crossing the line right there. So I'll be interested to see the movie for sure, and 
whether or not that happened, or if we can even tell if that has happened or not. Yeah. But I think, I think it'll be pretty easy to tell, honestly. Depends if, if when it, if, as soon as we see Ryan Reynolds acting in that moment, we will be able to tell. Yeah. Because if it's not, I feel like if it's not like some form of like his fun, you'll be able to tell when it's more robotic, I think is what I'm trying to get at. When he's right. reading a script rather than having fun ad-libbing and doing his own thing. Yeah, you can definitely tell in Free Guy. <laughs> I haven't seen Free Guy, so wouldn't know. <laughs> I don't know. There's just some movies and it's just like, man, they paid you really well for this, didn't they? <laughs> like, Free Guy had a really big budget. And it was it was fine. It was like her for children who like GTA. Okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. I heard pretty good things about it. Yeah, I mean, I know that like a lot of YouTubers and stuff got cameos in it. Yeah, Jack was in there. Though. Jack Subtico was in there. Yeah. No. So that's neat. Yeah. There were there was a lot of fun stuff in there. I that I sounding a little snobby talking about it. I don't mean I don't mean to talk that down about it. It was it was fine. It was a good summer blockbuster. It was fun to watch. I had a good time with it. It just fun moments that made you laugh. Yeah. Yeah. I know those movies where it's just like, yeah, I mean, it's if you asked me, I would say, flick. yeah, it's good, but it's not like, oh, this is a must-watch film yeah, or anything I, like that. I'm not going to, like, if you ask me to pick a good movie to recommend, I'm I'm probably not going to recommend that to most people. Mm-hmm. But if you're like, hey, I need a good, funny movie, and I've seen just about everything out there, you might be like, try Free Guy. Yeah. It might make you laugh. Or I need a movie for to watch with my twelve year old who likes video games. Yeah, Free Guys is great for that. But it's no, it's no Pineapple Express. It's no Tropic Thunder. No. It's no Men Who Stare at Goats. No Hot Fuzz. Yeah. These these are fantastic comedies. Mm-hmm. All of those are. Yeah. I would even include Kung Pao on that list. Yes. Uh. No, Shaun of the Dead. I don't oh, know yeah. why I could not think of the title. You said Hot Fuzz. Huh? Yeah. Shaun of the Dead's my favorite. Shaun of the Dead uh, is also very good. Oh, and we didn't even mention Broken Lizard Troop. Uh, do oh, like yeah. Beer Fest. Or Super Troopers. Super Troopers. Club Dread, even. Sleeper hit. Club Dread's so funny. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I love the scene where they're doing uh, uh, real-life Pac-Man. And they're all running around in the hedge oh, yeah, maze yeah. in the fruit yeah. costumes getting killed. <laughs> that, that was a good bit. That was a good bit. Um, no, okay. Uh, do we have any more news? I don't have any more news, I no. feel like there was more news to be had this week. I'm pretty sure there was, but I don't... I can't... I don't know. Why you no news? Why because you... I didn't save anything. Why you no no? <laughs> You say <laughs> you save, you know save, you I know no. No, I didn't. You, why you know no? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know news. <laughs> you need to tell me. <laughs> Sorry, the you, newsman failed his news job. You need job. to tell me news time. I had I don't have news time. I had the Deadpool news. That was some news. <laughs> I knew that news though. For the most part, maybe some listeners didn't. I don't know. I showed you a thing earlier about Justin Bieber spending too much money on an NFT that's not worth anything now. That's very funny. <laughs> NFTs are really funny. You should not have spent money on those. No. Unless you got in at like, the very beginning and were able to sell for a lot. Yeah. Good on you. Scam, scam the fuck out of people. Why not? Yeah. But Apparently he owns a Bored Ape NFT that was worth $1.3 when he bought it. Well, he bought it for $1.3 and it's worth about $59,000 now. Hey, yeah, so whoever <laughs> sold that to Justin Bieber, thumbs up. <laughs> Big old two thumbs up from True Neutral for selling that to Justin Bieber. <laughs> while it was that, while you could get that much money out of it. Yeah. Good on you. I've Everybody never... who ever bought anything from the guy I just congratulated, you're probably stupid. <laughs> I've never bought into, like, any crypto or NFT or any... I don't trust any of that. 
Like there, there's and, some level of like if you know what you're talking about and have an in on that on that scene, you could probably buy in and sell and like you know like if you had gotten in on Bitcoin at the right time, it would mm-hmm. have been it would have been worth it to do. But like if you don't have an in in that like sort of industry, it is just uh, fucking Russian roulette. Yeah. Well, and it's like because I mean. Arguably, Bitcoin has been around long enough now that it is a form of currency that is never actually going to go away at this point. Yeah, it's probably going to be sustained as long as people are watching those servers and no one takes a big chunk like that that lost bit that's just somewhere on a USB drive. The thing is, is it's not crypto it's not backed by anything no i mean not even american money is backed by anything anymore i'm pretty sure the chinese own all of our gold so our money's not backed by any gold anymore either no our money is just purely like we believe it's profitable yes. we believe it has worth and apparently the american rest of the world money does too because they compare our money their money to ours yeah american money is a, a faith-based system yeah. <laughs> like religion <laughs> That's America. <laughs> um, you gotta have faith. But <laughs> God damn you, George Michael. <laughs> um, I but I've never really like. I only like to work in cash. I don't even like to work with like a debit card or anything like that. So no, I'm already distrusting this, of this man. Doesn't buy things online. <laughs> this man gives money to other people, so they will buy the things. I give online. people cash money. To buy things for me because I I won't use cards. I don't like any of that. I he, I like to work in cash. He's actually paid for a significant amount for this little studio room we have, but <laughs> I actually bought all of it because <laughs> yeah. it was all online. <laughs> I just give him money and I'm like, go buy this. <laughs> I think the last time we bought microphones, I literally just showed up, shoved money in his hand, and said, "Buy two more microphones." Yeah. <laughs> It took me like a week, but I did it. <laughs> um, but I so I've never really trusted. But I can see that moving forward into the future, like as much as I hate it, cash is being made more and more and more obsolete. Yeah, it's going away, and there's nothing I can do about that. Give it away, like, give it away, give it away. Now. See, that's a better song. I'll take that one. <laughs> I like Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> um. There's there's absolutely nothing I can do about that, and I hate it. I'm going to be one of those grumpy old men, like, you goddamn kids, and you, you, all you do is you tap your wrist and you pay for your bills. And my day, I had to travel across town to drop money through a little mail slot. You don't even know what a mail slot is anymore, do you? You look at all your mail on your goddamn fucking iPhones and your emails and your Gmails and your Yahoos and your... Is Hotmail still a thing? Fuck, I'm old. <laughs> like... <laughs> Somebody load up, bang! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, man, we're going back to Ask Jeeves. Thank oh, you very much. Shit. <laughs> yeah, you could use the archive machine. To get yeah. <laughs> I don't think it operates like that. No, it's just ask.com now. Jeeves yeah. isn't there anymore. That's what I'm saying. You got you got to go to the archives to get there, and like, I don't think it will work anymore. Y'all don't know what tag.com is. <laughs> Bring but, me back to my yearbook <laughs> before it was a sex page. In the the days of yonder, before MySpace was used for internet rappers, and you no, know, tagged was before year my yearbook or MySpace. So, yeah. tagged tagged was like one of the very first social media platforms, and now fucking Meta just came out with uh, Threads. Yeah. It's the competitor to Twitter. There's yeah. some news for you. Yeah, I I'm I'm probably going to get it and I'm probably going to make a true neutral one just so everyone is aware. That's it, fair. It, it'll be true neutral pod or true neutral studios. I just downloaded Letterboxd earlier today. I'm going to I'm going to see what that's all about. <laughs> you can review all those horror movies you've been watching. Yeah, that was kind of my plan. <laughs> I have a Letterboxd. I made one and I reviewed a couple of things, but I just never uh go back to it i always forget i'm gonna go in there i'm gonna review a few like we watched the flash we've watched cats like all the bad movies that we do i'm gonna probably gonna do reviews on there about them ghost rider ghost rider yeah yeah like yeah i think it'll be fun merry christmas assholes (laughs) um 
But yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about crypto in general. I know that I don't like it, and I think it's really funny every time I see people just, like, the bottom drops out of those markets constantly, and people lose so much money. So quickly. So quickly to crypto. Like, so much money. You hate it when the bottoms drop out, and you just got a bunch of tops staring awkwardly at each other. The... (laughs) And it, it's insane to me that all these people that invest in crypto and lose all this money will always, you'll look at them and be like, why would that's a, you shouldn't have made that investment. And they're like, no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. This, this is what happens. It'll come back up. It'll come back up. And I'm like, it, it, no, it won't. Sometimes it does. To like, the point where people literally, like, I think towards the end, people were trying to sell off Dogecoin when it was, like, po- worth 0.8 cents a coin just so they could recoup a little bit of the money they had lost. Like, mm. and I think Doge is actually still around, but it's worth fuck all. Like, these things are worth, like, thousandths of a penny. Thousandths. Yeah, that's a hard word to say. It's a good word. I just wanted to say it myself. Yeah. I, I You did better than I did. I feel like I fucked it up a little bit. Yeah. You gotta see the DTH. You gotta look at it in your head. Yeah, it, I hate trying to pronounce any DTH shit. It's fucked up, man. Down to hell with that. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> to the th- thousandth realm <laughs> uh, yeah, I think yeah. I think that's about all the news though hundredth realm see that's easy though it hundredth rolls off the tongue much easier than sa- thousandth <laughs> it's so like my mouth just doesn't <laughs> want to do that that's so funny to watch you do <laughs> I have to really enunciate it yeah y- your whole face does it your whole <laughs> face says that word <laughs> Uh, do you have a story for us this week? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, I went on a trip with a couple of friends of mine. On your favorite rocket ship? And I'm trying to think of... Going through the sky? What year? The it was the It was the year that, that that earthquake happened and that big tidal wave hit Japan to knock out the Fukushima reactor. Was that like 2008, 2009? Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, 2007 to 2009, somewhere in there. Somewhere in that area. Um, we went to Oregon. I actually happened to be on the beach, at, at the ocean on the beach, the day that the tidal wave hit Japan uh, and knocked out the reactor. Okay. Um, which was crazy because, I mean, the... The beach on the Oregon coastline where we were is the the ocean is generally pretty calm and because of the earthquake and that tidal wave we were getting like anywhere from like I would say 3 to 6 foot waves coming up and crashing on the edge of the beach nice. and all the locals are like this that that doesn't happen like ever <laughs> like something weird's going on and then we heard about the tidal wave that was hitting Japan like they actually closed down some of the beaches around us we had to drive to find a different beach to be on because that one was shutting down because just in case something happened from the tidal wave and yeah they just weren't ready for that level of wave impact mm-hmm. that's fantastic that's really cool we got to experience random hyper waves yeah well while we were there we ended up going to find a, a different beach that we could be on and we were just kind of wandering around it wasn't a particularly nice day i think it was kind of like gray it wasn't raining but it was kind of gray and windy and cloudy and, yeah um but you know we're from inland we're from idaho we don't get to see the ocean very often i think i've been to see the ocean like a total of four times in my entire life i've seen the ocean yeah. So we were like, we're fucking staying at the beach. We don't care about no fucking tsunami. We don't. We're at the ocean. We're seeing the ocean. We're here for today. Damn it! Like, <laughs> um, and so we were wandering around this beach, and we ended up finding a uh, a dead beached whale. Oh shit! Um, on this little beach, and it was. I I don't think it was a baby, but it it definitely was not a full grown whale. It was right. probably about I want to say. 20 to 25 feet long and it, it had clearly sizable yeah it was sizable but it definitely was not a full-grown whale right um and it had clearly been on this beach for a while uh because it was in a, a pretty not fully decomposed but it was it, advanced it was yeah, advanced stages of decomposition like 
the the flesh had kind of been rotted away, and you can see like it's a grill thing. Not its teeth, but it's I don't know what they're called. I don't know yeah. it, it, the whale teeth. They're not teeth, but they they are what whale, whale have for teeth. teeth. Um, was like sticking up through the like the corpse or whatever oh, of it, and it was brutal. all and. Uh, I, I don't think I've ever smelled anything that smelled quite that bad in my whole Ugh. life as just rotting whale that's been sitting there for at least a couple of weeks, probably. Um, it smelled awful. and uh, But we, we, you know, whatever. We walked up pretty close to it. I, I think I only got within about 20 feet of it or so, but a friend of mine walked, like, basically right up to it. Ugh. And uh, he was talking about, like, like snagging like one of the teeth or something like or like a little bone or so- something he's yeah. like I, we're never gonna see this again like i want to have something to remember this by right and as he's like saying that i look over and there's a random driftwood log on the beach and stapled to this log is a laminated piece of paper that says basically you're not allowed if you find any dead animals or anything washed up on the beach like any dead life forms washed mm-hmm. up on the beach you're not allowed to touch them or not allowed to take any part of it and if you're caught with a piece of it it's like a $25,000 fine and Jesus. jail time why um i don't know that's just the way the law is apparently you're not allowed to to take any part of dead animal it's actually illegal to take uh seashells off of the beach as well if you didn't know that that's all stupid it is dumb but it is illegal like when people go and collect sand dollars at the ocean also illegal not supposed to take those stupid um i don't think local like river beaches have that same law at all otherwise you know like we wouldn't because we take driftwood and fucking shells and sand dollars and shit from the riverside all the fucking time yeah like but I know at the ocean specifically that that is illegal. You're not supposed to do that. Crazy. Um, and so this thing was just like shittily stapled to this driftwood log. And I told my friend, I'm like, hey, we're not allowed to take this stuff. Like this sign says so. And he's like, well, fine then. So he took, he ripped the sign off the log and just took the sign instead. <laughs> That's great. It's like if I can't have a piece of the animal, I'll take the sign that tells me I can't have a piece of the animal. <laughs> That's real good. <laughs> that is a that's an effective solution. Uh, I appreciate that. I thought it was funny. Yeah. I think that's about the extent. Like we from there, we just kind of hung out on the beach. We found like a big uh, someone had built a a throne, like a sand castle, but they had built a throne out of sand. Nice. And I was like walking by, and I saw like the back of it. I'm like, wow, that's really cool. And I walked around to check out the front, and the guy was sitting in the throne looking at the ocean, just, like, staring out across the ocean, drinking a 40 <laughs> in this throne made out of sand. I'm like, you sir are a badass. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Who does that? Hell yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. that's my my adventure to the ocean on, on Tsunami Day. Tsunami Day. <laughs> All right, so, um... I have been playing a lot of Tears of the Kingdom, but I, I am almost done with the, I think, like, the, the first part of the main story, and if I'm going to review it, I'm going to wait until, like, I've got one big boss left that I'm almost to right now, mm-hmm. like, on my main quest objectives, so once I'm done with that, I'll probably come back and review that um, more in depth than I did the last time. Um <laughs> uh, but, so, today I wanted to do a little quick thing, because I was, I was going to do a full episode on this. We still might, based on the way you said that sentence. No. no <laughs> probably not. Um, uh, I'm going to do a mini bio on Lubeg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's still on your mind, is it? Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, anybody who doesn't know, Lou Vega did, came out with the... Mambo number 5. Mambo number 5. That's what it he's was, probably most famous for. Yeah, it's the most known hit, or the most well-known hit from him. And he had a couple other singles from the, um, A Little Bit of Mambo, I think. Yeah. Uh, which was the album that was from. That was in 2001, and he's released a few albums since then, um... But I just wanted to go through his life because I was fascinated to find out that uh, 
David Lubega Balamezzi, better known by his stage name of Lubega, is a German singer. <laughs> he was born in Munich. He spent his first few years in Italy. <laughs> and that blows me away. Derek just doesn't see why that was... I really don't understand why this is so crazy to you. <laughs> he was he was born when it was still West Germany. Okay, yeah. So, so like, that's, that's just so informative of his past. <laughs> and then he went and... Uh, like, yeah, yeah. So he went to uh, Florida when he was uh, a teenager. And he figured, or like, found... Latin and uh, like that that just style of music, and got inspiration for his hit single "Mambo Number no. 5. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, <laughs> this that's, all tracks for me. I don't understand why that's crazy. Uh, his father was a biologist. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. That's neat. It just, it blows me away that he is, uh, he's German-born, and he is the Mambo King? Yeah. Do you think he was there when they tore down the wall? I don't know if he was there, but, like, I think he, no, I think he, no, he must have been. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, he probably had to be based on that timeline. Yeah, so he started his career as a rapper at the age of 13. He founded a hip-hop group with uh, two other boys. In Germany? I uh, I assume so, yes, because that's, that's where he, he lived. Yeah. I've Sometimes I get weird culture shock things. Like, I've never considered the thought of German rap groups being a thing. And oh, I, yeah, like, no. that blows my mind more than anything else you just said. No way, really? <laughs> okay, so I was in a German class in high school, and I actually did a report on uh, Alex Midler, a pro- German professional skateboarder. And like, I watched a bunch of his skate parts, and a, a few of them have German rap in them. And I was like, oh, yeah. I guess that does make sense, because every country's going to have rap, but, like... Yeah, like, it makes total sense to me now that I think about it, but just realizing that I've never even considered that a single time in my life, just... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's crazy. What the fuck, me? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, German rap's a thing, and it sounds interesting. I definitely recommend, if you are not German, to look up German rap, and if you are German... Uh, you probably up, already know. Look up, like, I don't know, um, Ugandan rap. Ugandan rap. I bet that sounds good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he he lived in Miami for a short time as a teenager. Uh, discovered Latin music. <laughs> I'm getting kicked in the guts by a baby. Uh, and you pregnant? Then, when were you going to say something? Uh, I was not. <laughs> I was just going to let that happen on its own. Um, Keenan's a seahorse, in case no one knew. <laughs> I wasn't ready to tell people that. Uh, so, anyway, he met his manager, and I think you're going to love all these names. Um... Gore Bisenkamp. Yeah! Oh, sorry, Bisenkamp. Gore Bisenkamp. Yeah. That's a good name. Uh, so that was his manager, and then he met uh, music producers Frank Leo, uh, which was a stage name for Akeem Kleist. Yeah, Akeem Kleist is a better name. Or Akim. And uh, Donald Fact. Yeah, Donald Fact. Whose real name was Wolfgang Wolfgang von Webenau. Webenau? Also a better name. I know. Uh, But he developed uh, with them the concept for the song Mambo No. 5, which was a uh, vocal addition to a 1949 song. So it was was a remix. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he charted all over the world uh, with his uh, singles from that first album. His second studio album just didn't. 
Yeah, I I always kind of thought that he that moment number five. That's a that's a one hit wonder right there. Yeah, and like I I wanted to do this because uh, I actually grew up like with this album. The, mm-hmm. That whole a little bit of mambo was fundamental to my like learning music. Like it was it was the outside culture I had. I think I literally only heard Mamba Number Five. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy to me, um, because yeah, he he had the singles Mamba Number Five, I I Got a Girl, Tricky Tricky, and Mamba Mambo. Mambo Mambo I'm, is I'm, a Mambo song. I in the think style I've heard. Salsa. I think I've heard Tricky Tricky, but I think not the Lou Bega version. I think probably songs of people that have redone it hmm. oh she is tricky tricky hmm. she's pretty pretty so damn pretty <laughs> nothing no nah. no nah. uh anyway uh his second studio album ladies and gentlemen released 2001 uh peaked at number 54 in germany and number 23 on switzerland's album chart those aren't bad numbers, but those the okay. But those so, are the only two countries, I yeah, assume. Yeah, for reference, um, Mambo number five uh, charted at number one in most European countries, including Germany, UK, France, and number three in the United States. In France, Mambo number five spent twenty weeks at number one. Jesus Christ, <coughs> that's a hell of a run. Yeah. Um, not I mean, it's that, no Mr. Brightside, but it's it's good. It's damn good. Yeah. Not only that, it was also used by British television broadcaster Channel Four for their coverage of Test match cricket between '99 and 2005. So, for every Test match of cricket, people heard Mamba Number Five for six years. That's crazy. Yeah. That's yeah. So, I mean, it got a lot of. Uh, Got a lot of runtime. Yes, but uh, it also just uh, all of those other ones charted on the American charts and at least some of the European charts, but the whole album barely charted at all anywhere. Mm-hmm. And then uh, his third studio album, released two thousand five, Lunatic, failed to. Failed into the charts at all. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. So quick burn, basically on on Lou Vega. Yeah. Um. Long. Too much burn on one bit of Vega. Uh. His fourth album, released uh in 2010, was Free Again, which also did not much find success on the charts. It Switzerland peaking at number 78, and that was it. Jesus. Um, he did do a little bit of 80s in 2013, which is uh, a collection of covers. Uh, it did um, chart at number six in Germany with one of the singles. So, he, he he's still around doing stuff. He did something in 2019. Vega released Scatman and Hatman. <laughs> I've heard Scatman. Yeah, well, by Scatman John. Uh, <laughs> uh, uses vocal samples from the 94 single Scatman. Ski ba bop ba dot bop. <laughs> That's in parentheses. It's part of the song title. By Scatman John. Ski ba bop ba dot bop. Ski bop bop ba dot bop. There we go found it uh but yeah that's part of that song title anyway uh, (laughs) i just find lubega to be a super interesting dude and it sounds like he's just still touring and trying to keep doing music forever and that's rad yeah and uh yeah i realized looking through all that that um that's about all i had for a lubega Mm-hmm. thing because while well, his his life is interesting he doesn't have a lot of like headlining stuff to talk about you know what i mean yeah yeah 
Yeah. So, uh, you made me think of, before we go into hypothetical. Okay. You made me think of, I, I wanted to look at, because I, I mentioned Mr. Brightside, when you hit, uh, talked about the, how long it was in the top charts or whatever. Right. Right? Because Mr. Brightside has a crazy record. Apparently, in the UK, um, it is the longest charting single in the UK singles tracks. It has spent 365 weeks, seven years, in the top 100 UK singles chart. That's insane. In- incredibly insane. Like, And the official singles top 100, it spent a total of 260 weeks, non-consecutive. Which is still crazy. That's still that's, like five years. Yeah, that's a lot. Like, it is... I, I've never understood why it is... Tell me why. <laughs> why why it's so popular. Because, I mean, it's a good song. Yeah. Like, Mr. Brightside, it, it's a good song. Yeah, but literally everyone says that. But... Yeah, but it's... But there's no reason, if that's the case, that it should have spent... In just the regular top 100s, five years, or in the UK, seven years, and counting. Because that chart, uh, the 365 weeks in the top 100, was as of June 10th of this year. <laughs> what day is it? It's, now it's July 6th. Huh. But, like, that's insane. Yeah, that is so long. Um. Do you have a hypothetical for us? Oh my god. This baby's got plenty to say. <laughs> um. Hmm. If. If you could. You have. Okay. Give two options here. Okay. Either you can basically <clears throat> build a like a super band of like your favorite artists to come together and play. I'm so sorry. I just imagine like an elastic band around your wrist and yeah. it's just <laughs> built of people. <laughs> or you can have one band or artist that is either dead or not playing anymore come back and keep playing. Ooh. Hmm. That's a hard one. I would, because it would be cool, obviously, to see some of those bands I never got to see, and now they're dead. Most of my favorite bands are dead. Mine as well. Yeah. But, like, seeing... Or retired, I guess. Yeah. I've seen a super group of just, like, the people who are too diva-ish to work with people, and the people who are too awkward to not work with very specific people, mm-hmm. that would be great for me. Yeah, uh, just picking... Because, yeah, in this one, the, the people you're picking for your super group are all alive and still playing. Right. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, I'm I'm picking a super group. What 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 do you pick? I'm, I let me. I'll tell you my members here in a minute. <laughs> I would also probably pick a super group, but I think my reasoning behind it would be, if the group that I picked to come back, and keep playing, that means that they wouldn't have died and or retired in the first place, and usually that would lead probably lead to like a downtrend in music because that does just happen over time. I've noticed with bands, you get like. The first few albums usually are really good, and then over time, that just declines slowly. It depends on the artist, and it depends on like how you grow with them, because sometimes they just evolve in a way that you can't follow, Bring Me the Horizon. Yeah, I, in my mind went to uh, Godsmack. Yeah. Because Godsmack was like very... like Those first like three albums were so pivotal in my early like earlier life and uh nowadays they a godsmack song comes on and i barely even realize it's godsmack they play like 
basically country music now. <laughs> it's strange. It's so... And, I, I mean, I, there was a, a really interesting interview I read uh, from Silly Erna, who is the lead singer and rhythm guitar player for Godsmack. And because uh, they asked her, like, over time, like, the music has gotten less angry and less metal and things like that. They're like, what, what's the reason for that? And he's like, well, when we started, our lives sucked. Things were bad. I was angry. I was upset. <laughs> and so that was the emotion I was putting out. He's like, now my life is good. Things are going well, and therefore that means I'm putting out a different energy than I was back then, and I have different things to say than I did back then, and the metal and the anger doesn't get across how I feel anymore. And I'm like, I understand that. I get it. Yeah. But, man, that's a hard, that's a hard heel turn for me to, for my mind to grasp there, <laughs> you know? like Yeah. Fair enough. So I think there are definitely some bands where like the it, something falls away after time goes. Like whether it's like that and just emotionally they're in a different place to where they're making different music or if so, like some like sometimes it's a member changing, sometimes it's they just are rehashing the same thing over and over again and you get tired of hearing it. Yeah. Disturbed. Disturbed. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, I I got my members. I'm ready for this. Okay. Uh, uh, so we got uh, Mark Knopfler on guitar of Dire Straits. All right. Um, we got uh, Gerald Casale and David Byrne on vocals. All right. Uh, Gerald Casale is the the voice of Devo. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not Mark Motherfaw. Uh, then uh. Uh, oh, uh, Smelly on drums. Oh, yes, very good. And, uh, uh oh, uh, the obvious one on bass. Uh, that mic? Les Claypool. <laughs> Les Claypool, yeah. Les Claypool on bass. And, uh, uh, Laura Jane Grace on, uh, Vocals and rhythm guitar. Hell yeah. I think that'd be a fucking badass group. That would be sick. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if Mark Knopfler's alive. Do you have a super group? Do you have the, the members? Um, yeah, kind of. Kind of? I mean, I think I want Joey Jordison to be on drums. Oh, good call. Yeah, Mark Knopfler's alive. My band works. <laughs> yeah, I want Joey Jordison to be on drums. I think I want, it's weird because I have two vocalists in mind because I, I want dual vocalists, Yeah. but neither one of my vocalists play instruments, so that's going to be fun. Well, yeah, um, not, neither of my vocalists played instruments. Uh, so I, I want... Uh, I mean, they can, but the, they don't. The combination of Randy Blythe and Jello Biafra. Okay. I was also thinking about uh, like before I put in Jello Biafra my on my short list. The top of my short list was also Maynard James Keenan. Uh, very cool. He also would do very well in that slot right in there. That would, yeah. that would sound good. I um I need you to just imagine with me um, Jello's political rants over Randy just doing a very long extended exhale. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like. Now, I can see, like, there's a reason I landed on cello. <laughs> like, it, it's, it would work very well. They'd play well off each other, I think. Uh, they're both big readers. Mm-hmm. So that'd be interesting. See what, like, the, 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 like, lyrical dynamic they come up with. Yeah, they're both uh, big readers. They're also both, like, very kind of politically based in <laughs> their thought process and things. Like, yeah, that'd be super interesting. What, uh, what do you got for guitar? Uh, guitar I was having a little bit more trouble with, because I need, I want good metal guitar. Oh. Randy Rhodes. He's dead. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> right. Sad. Which means I would have to go with, like, a Zach Wilde, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, Zach Wilde would be good on lead guitar. Yeah. I'd give you some good metal sound. Mm-hmm. You could go with Ryan Knight. He's just fucking beautiful. His hands are amazing. But if you don't know him, it's not fun for your super group. <laughs> And then, uh, 
Let's let's get Melvin in there for for the rhythm guitar. Hell yeah. And then I just need a bass player. Me. Yeah. Like I I I want to. It's like the obvious answer again is Les Claypool. Yeah. However, you can take him for your super group too. He's no, I just time. I feel I feel like like Les Claypool would feel somewhat belittled by the fact I didn't tell him he was singing. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, sorry, Les. You can do some weird sounds in the background if you want. But yeah, you're not yeah. singing in my band. No, I'm sorry. You can buddy. bring all your different cool basses. Like that's that's fine. Go crazy. You know, don't focus on singing. Focus on doing really cool bass stuff. Do whatever you want on that bass. Everything Metallica said that they didn't want you for. That's what we want you for. Yeah. That's that. That would be my pitch to him. Maybe that would get it. Maybe <laughs> that would work. Uh, uh, you're part of a super group. It's gonna be rad. Yeah. Just suck it up that you're not the singing part. Yeah. Your yeah. Su- your super part is bass. That that's what I'd say. And if he didn't if he didn't like that, I'd find somebody who was super down to do a super group because it's not going to work if we're not all super down to do a super group. Mm-hmm. I'm but, I'm managing. <laughs> I think mine would be yeah, like like this super group goes right down the toilet because I would, manage. I'm thinking the people I put together. That's like a thrash punk band, basically. Yeah. Like a, a more on the metal side of things, but it's still a thrash punk band, I think. Yeah, it's very quick. I mine's very much uh like easy going, I guess. It's more easy going. It's easy listening. Not it's mm. not easy listening because we got David Byrne and Gerald Casale up front, <laughs> and uh, they're uh they're not like they could do easy listening, but it doesn't seem like that's what they would. do do because <laughs> like joe casale does wine like he's, he's a winery guy and uh david burns all into his art mm-hmm. he designed bike racks for new york city fun fact <laughs> true fact uh but that's like he he's just super into art and stuff so it would be really interesting to see those two let loose together i think yeah because it's clear that music is kind of the place where they do the the <laughs> loud thing in their life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sorry, <coughs> I choked on my water. It was very obvious that you did that. <coughs> yeah, I was trying not to cough at first. That's funny. Spit water all over the room. Oh, forgot how to drink water. That's fine. It's cool. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know what genre you'd end up with with mine. With, Mark Knopfler and uh, Les Claypool competing for attention. I think... No, Mark Knopfler now has had a play to his the strengths of the people he's around, I'm sure. I think it would be like some kind of like almost an alternative rock kind of band. Yeah. Well, Laura Jane Grace is there, too. Mm-hmm. So you got that, that heavy vocal. Not heavy vocal, but like, like that solid indie vocal on mm-hmm. top of the... Two industrialized, like, well-known pop vocals. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it would fall kind of under an an alternative rock kind of thing. And smelly strumming. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because that's... that's, (laughs) He's just going to do good. He's just going to do a good job no matter what's put in front of him, but... Yeah. Yeah, that sounds sounds like good times. Good times. Our bands couldn't even tour together. No. no, I mean they could tour together as super groups. Yeah, like it's it's the super group tour. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and that would be such an interesting it, fucking tour. The, but yeah, the genres don't really. And well, we both have Randy's less Claypool, so like they kind of have to travel together. Yeah. <laughs> it's just convenient. <laughs> like otherwise, less Claypool's just catching planes like all over the place all the time. I feel like he would not do that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if he'd tour anymore. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's that's been the episode. We don't have any fun emails this week. Uh, but if you would like to make it so we do... You can get a hold of us over at trueneutralpod at gmail.com or you can send us a tweet on the tweeter, however long that fucking lasts nowadays. I know yeah. we said that a couple times, but... Really might be dying at this point. Yeah, oh, um, Elon's limited the amount of tweets you can see per day. Good, good, <laughs> good. 
Well, you can find <laughs> all the stuff we don't put on Twitter over at True Neutral Pod on the Twitter. And uh, I'm at Mr. Dab himself. Then we got True Neutral Studios on the YouTube and the Instagram and True Neutral Podcast on the Facebook. Um, and it'll probably be True Neutral Studios on uh, Threads when, yeah. I get, when I make that because it's going to do our Instagram. That makes sense. Yeah. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, I've heard positive reviews so far. That's good. If it's connected to the Instagram, that means whatever we post, it all just gets blasted out overall. That's the one good thing about having them all connected. Yeah. So you post uh, on one place, it posts on all of them. So I remember to do that every three months. It'll go to everybody. Yeah. Uh, all three people who see it, because algorithmically, we are buried. Yeah. <laughs> We're good at staying that way. Woo! All right, that's that's true neutral for this week. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye.